0: Welcome to another episode of the A Game Podcast. I'm your host, Dan O'Neill. Hope you guys have all had a great week. Sorry, I'm coming to you a little late. Was busy, was on vacation this past weekend, but I'm back. I'm ready to give you guys some sports stuff. Over this past week, a lot went on. We're gonna talk about NFL preseason. We're gonna talk about the NBA power rankings that were just released today. We're gonna talk about some MLB. The Yankees getting hot, the Cubs continue to fall. Red Sox had a big win today, they're beating up on the Rangers a little bit, and everyone continues to improve, the league continues to get better, but I'm going to start with something different, I'm going to start with the Little League World Series, now I haven't watched too much of the Little League World Series, but from, my wa- from what I've seen, Hawaii has dominated, they've, do- they've done a great job, and all these kids are balling you know, they had Monet Davis on the broadcast last night for the Sunday night baseball kids version. And she was the, the star back in 2014. She was the first girl to basically dominate the little league world series. And now she plays softball, I believe in college at Hampton university. So that's pretty cool. Uh, it was really nice to see that. And I thought that those kids did a, a, a pretty good job at, at uh, their, their craft. So, Great game last night, Angels, and the, I forgot who who they played, um, I actually didn't get a chance to watch it, but anyway, Angels, they've been falling off a little bit, and I know, I know they got the talent, and I know they got injuries, I know they have Rendon on the shelf, I know Trout's on the shelf, this team's gonna be good, they just need to resolve the pitching, and that's been their case for the past 10 seasons, ever since they won in 2002, upsetting the Giants they have had terrible pitching um going through there I think Otani eventually needs to move to closer so you can have him in there every day and he can focus on hitting while he's in the game I want him to be a right fielder I want him to be a DH I want him to focus on hitting and then he comes in and shuts the door ideally that's what I want now they the Angels can't have that right now because they have no starting pitching their second best starting pitcher I couldn't even tell you Sandoval Dylan Bundy sucks. Andrew Heaney sucked. He's now on the Yankees. Frickin' Otani is your only guy. So that's an issue. I know they're developing some new guys. Their new rookie just got called up. But it's it's a problem. And I don't know if it's the general manager. I know he's had injuries, as I said before. But they need to draft a little better. You know, they they passed on Kumar Rocker, and I know Kumar Rocker's not even going to be with the Mets anymore because of his physical problem. But they passed on Kumar, who was the second-best pitcher at Vanderbilt behind Jack Leiter, and he would be the front-runner of that staff if he didn't have a, a top-two pick in Jack. So Kumar has insane stuff, four-pitch mix. He can throw them all for strikes, and they passed on him. So that was an issue for me there. Um, also with the Angels... You know, they picked a, a reliever who can maybe get some starting time. I didn't like that at all. But overall, just got to continue to improve the pitching. So I wanted to start with the Angels because that was on my mind since they played last night. And, and you know, they ended up beating the Indians. So Joe Madden's a great coach there. He's the guy you want. Jared Walsh has had a phenomenal season. Otani's obviously good. That That lineup is going to be a threat. But it's the pitching that concerns me. It has concerned me, and like I said, they're calling up some guys, but I'm gonna need some more. Ever since Tyler Skaggs actually passed away, unfortunately, because of an op- opioid overdose, um, they haven't really been the same with that staff. So, I know that Skaggs would have been their ace probably right now, um, besides Shohei, of course. But yeah, it's it's really unfortunate for that organization. So. I know the Angels are good, but they need they need pitching or else they're not going to be winning any memorable games anytime soon. Uh, also, as far as baseball goes, the Giants continue to win some games. They took a big weekend series against the A's. The Dodgers are red hot. The Yankees just won 10 straight. The Padres continue to fall and the Reds take sole possession of the second wildcard spot. So if the season ended today, it would be Dodgers-Reds in the wild card at Chavez Ravine and the winner would play the Giants. I believe it will stay that way if I were to predict. I think the Giants hold on for, to the West and I think the Dodgers beat up on the Reds in the wild card, and then it's Giants-Dodgers, which everyone wants to see the long-time rival. So, or long-time rivalry, I should say. So it's uh, it's it's impressive what, what some of these teams are doing. I honestly didn't see this coming from the Yankees. I didn't see them. I knew when they got healthy, they were going to be a solid bunch, but I didn't think they were going to be this good. You know, Voight's starting to hit the ball. He's the guy you want there. And if Stanton can learn to play a little outfield, you can put Voight at the DH and put Rizzo, who is arguably a top five defensive first baseman, as well as insane offensively, you can put him at first. So that would just add way more depth to that team. I really like what Luke, Lucas Heal is. I believe that's how you say it. His name. I love that kid. His stuff is immaculate. He goes out there every night. He's a competitor. Andrew Heaney has been reeking up the clubhouse lately. He's been awful. But Garrett Cole is probably still going to win the Cy Young. And this team's this team's a threat. So... They're most likely going to get the wild card spot, and the Rays are going to win the division. In a couple podcasts prior to this, I talked about how I thought the Red Sox were going to get the wild card. My mind still wants to say the Red Sox, just because I feel the camaraderie there is better. But the Yankees are playing too good right now to to not acknowledge that. So, if I were to make a pick right now, it'd be Yankees. It'd be the Yankees in the wild card. And I would say they play the A's, or they play the... They might even play the Red Sox, for all I know. So, could be those two. But I really like how how the Yankees are panning out. I think... I, I was questionable about the Rizzo and Gallo move. I thought, you don't need more power hitters who strike out. I mean, Rizzo's a great hitter all around, but you don't need a Gallo who strikes out a lot and just hits the long ball. You already have those guys. You need consistent hitters who can bat a solid 280 average who can get on base and they didn't add that but it's ended up working out for them it's ended up working out for them so I can't judge them too much I, th- I think they've done pretty well and you know I I see them going forward and if they get in a playoff series you're not going to want to face that team they're going to be a threat that offense is not going to go away if you're playing in the Bronx those fans are going to be crazy yeah and last thing I want to highlight on for the MLB as far as the MLB goes, I should say, is the Mets. Uh, They were right in the NL East. Then DeGrom went on the shelf. You had other guys going on the shelf. Lindor can't stay healthy. Baez was hurt for a little bit. And now they're not even really a threat to make the playoffs. They have to go on an insane, like a remarkable run to even be contenders. The Phillies and Braves are playing out of their minds. Everybody is just getting better while they're just staying bad. And this has to do with poor pitching. This has to do with not great chemistry, poor coaching. It's kind of everything. So I feel bad for Mets fans to say the least because they were in prime position to win that shitty NL East. Excuse my language, but they were in prime position to win a bad NL East. And now it's, it's, it's a problem. So hopefully the Mets can resolve those issues shortly, but... I don't, I don't see them doing so. So, I'm going to continue to say the World Series prediction. I say it every podcast. Giants, White Sox. I'm going to stick with it. I just like the way those two are playing. And um, the White Sox have no threat. They could rest the their guys for the rest of the season and still win the AL Central It's so bad. So, yep, that's who I got there. Um, so, right now, that's going to be it for my awards predictions. I'm going to stick with AL MVP Shohei. And... Now that, I mean, I just don't see Tatis losing with the voters. I think the voters are going to, everyone wants to see Tatis win. I know haters don't, but the general population wants to see Tatis win, so I assume he will. So I'm going to say Tatis and Otani. Those are my MVP, almost MVP locks, to say the least. And uh, NL Cy Young will be Corbin Burns, and AL Cy Young will be either Garrett Cole, Lancelin, or Carlos Rodon. Those three. So I'm going to move on. I'm going to move on to the NBA because the power rankings just came out and I want to just react about them. There's not a lot going on in the NBA right now. It's the off season. This is the quiet time. This is where teams are just getting loose. They're training for the regular season. But I'm going to go over this power rankings list because I would change a lot of things. So for the NBA power rankings at number... Actually, let's start at number 10. I want to go backwards. So at number 10... We have the LA Clippers. I like this. This is totally fine. I I def... It, it, it's... When Kawhi Leonard... Sorry, I'm stuttering so much. When Kawhi Leonard is going to be out for half or most of the season, it's hard for me to put them in the top 10. Now, if I look at other teams that should be in the top 10, I think the Golden State Warriors are better than the Clippers right now. Like, respectfully, I don't think that the... Clippers without Kawhi Leonard are better than the Warriors. I don't think that the Clippers are necessarily better than the Boston Celtics without Kawhi Leonard. So, but if Kawhi is healthy, I see that. Then at 9, so their record prediction for the Clippers is 47-25. and 25. Or that's, that's... Sorry, excuse me. That's what it was... That, <laughs> that is what it was last season. That's not their record prediction. So last season... Record was forty seven and twenty five. That's definitely gonna drop. I'm gonna go a little quicker. I'm sorry. Um, so at number nine we have the Atlanta Hawks. They had a forty one and thirty one record last year, and their post finals ranking was eight. So they're right where they should be. I think it's a little high because I'm not completely convinced about the Hawks' run because they kind of they didn't get lucky. It wasn't a cakewalk. They beat, won big games, but I just don't know if they can repeat that. I don't think, I don't know. I like their draft. I like Sharif Cooper. I love Jalen Johnson. And I love what they did re-signing John Collins, but I just don't necessarily see them going to the Eastern Conference Finals again. I see them making the playoffs, you know, maybe going to the second round, but I just don't see anything further than that. At eight, we have the Heat. I love that. 40 and 32, but they did add Kyle Lowry, who has been is a championship-level point guard. Bam is continues to progress. They got Markeith Morris. They still have Jimmy. They re-signed Duncan Robinson, so that's great. Um, for the Nuggets, they're seven. I love this, too. I think you have to put the reigning MVP in the top ten for sure, for sure his team. Jamal Murray's going to be back. Hopefully, he's the same after the torn ACL. Austin Rivers re-signed. They got some other vets coming back, so that team's going to be good. I still think the Warriors are better than the Nuggets as well. Uh, I just think... But this is... I'm saying I think the Warriors are going to be better if I... This is just assuming Clay comes back full strength. This is just assuming Clay comes back to a top 10 shooting guard in the league who shoots a lot of threes and makes a lot of threes. That's what I'm expecting. And I really like what the Warriors did by getting Kaminga and Moody in the draft. They're both just phenomenal players with very high ceilings. So I love that. But um, yeah, I, l- I like the Nuggets at 7. I understand that. At 6, we have the 76ers. In my opinion, this is way too high. Unless they trade Ben Simmons for a great player, this is too high. Because I'm not falling for it again with the Sixers. It's kind of like how I said I'm not falling for it with the Cowboys again this year. I'm not falling for it again with the Sixers. I've done this too many times. I've gone down the road of, maybe the Sixers are actually this good. But Ben Simmons just isn't that guy. I've been telling everybody I know, Ben Simmons is not that dude. I've said that for forever. And he still is not that dude and it has to do with his mentality because i believe he has a decent jump shot i'm watching his off season videos on instagram and he's shooting the ball decently but it's all about how it, when you go in game you anyone can shoot in a in a gym with nobody watching but come on so at five so six little too high for the sixers i think that the heat are better for sure i think the heat are going to have a higher a better record this year and uh, i don't know I don't know. Uh, at five, we have the Utah Jazz. I think this is understandable since they had the the best record in the NBA last season. So that that's understandable for sure. Uh, I like that. At four, we have the Suns. They just came off the finals. That's obvious. I like that, too, because they brought back Chris Ball. And uh, they also got Campaign, Kaminsky, Nader, all those dudes. Even though Kaminsky and Nader didn't play, Campaign was great dude off the bench during that finals run. Um I like the Jazz. Like I said, I still like the Jazz, but maybe a little too high. Uh, And then the top three are perfect, in my opinion. Three, the Lakers. That's great. 42 and 30 last year, and they obviously added the triple-double machine, Russell Westbrook. Two, the Bucks and one, the Nets. Both of those are great. The Nets are not even—it's not a dispute if you argue this— the Nets are the best team in the NBA when healthy. Nobody would touch them. The Bucks would not have touched the Nets last year in the playoffs if it wasn't for Kyrie and Harden being hurt. You could say, Aiden, Harden wasn't even hurt. The dude was playing on one leg. He had a grade two hamstring pull. So the dude wasn't ready. Kyrie was hurt. KD almost led his team by himself. So... This team is going to be insane. They also re-signed Patty Mills and Blake Griffin. So this, I, I don't see the the Nets being... If, they, if they're if they all healthy, I don't see anybody beating them. If the Bucks team is healthy, they'll give them a run for their money. But also with the Bucs, you don't know if they're going to come back next year and be the same if every team's healthy. They did get bailed out. Them and the Suns got bailed out because teams had injuries, but you can't fault them for that. They took advantage. And I'm proud of that. And I love Giannis. He's one of my favorites in the league. So great job to them. Props to them. So if I were to change this list, the only thing I would change, I would uh, I put the Jazz a little lower in Sixers out of the top 10. I don't think the Sixers are a top 10 team. And I would put the Warriors in here. I would, I'd also consider putting the Celtics in here because of Dennis Schroeder signing for cheap. They're still going to be good. And Robert Williams, as they're big, is starting to take a step that's all star level step. Um, the Hornets are also at 17, which, ugh, I don't know, that's really low. The Bulls are at 19, that is very, very low. Um, and yeah, I and then Kings, uh, rounding out the top 30 is the Magic, Rockets, and Thunder. The Thunder are a little too low, in my opinion. I don't think they're the worst team in basketball. I think that title belongs to the Orlando Magic still, unless Jalen Suggs is just an absolute beast. So, that's all I got for the NBA. We're going to move on to the NFL a little bit. I've gone over my power rankings, but I wanted to talk about what I saw in preseason over the weekend. I watched the Niner game. I saw Trey Lance throw a couple dots down the field. His arm strength is insane. I love it. And, uh, yeah, I... I like the way the young quarterbacks continue to play. Trevor Lawrence tonight and Monday Night Football played really well. He only, he had nine incompletions, but you're playing on the Jaguars, so get used to it. And, um, yeah, it's just, I just like seeing growth. I see like seeing growth out of young QBs. I saw on Instagram that Zach Wilson was complimented by Aaron Rodgers, which is awesome. I think Robert Sala is the dude that the Jets need. He is the guy that they've been needing for a while, and now he's there. He'll help them get over the hump of being, go from, like, extremely bad to mediocre. So that's great. And, uh, yeah, I, I love it. I love every minute of football. Can't wait for the season to start. So if you guys have any other questions about football, let me know. As far as other sports go throughout the week, I just wanted to talk about Kobe Bryant's birthday today. Kobe Bryant, in my opinion, is a top three most influential player of all time. In my opinion, Kobe, if I were to rank him all time as a player, he'd be towards the bottom of the top ten or out of the top ten. I just I, I see a lot of guys better than him. But as far as influential hoopers go, nobody really guys other guys up there michael jordan alan iverson and steph curry those are those are my three and then kobe or kobe is mixed in with those guys kobe's more influential than than steph probably so great man great human being and so sad his life was lost um pretty recently but yeah it's happy birthday to him and um i hope he's enjoying it up there in heaven so Great week of sports. Not anything insane. It wasn't anything uh, insane to talk about. That's why this podcast is a little bit shorter. But if you guys have any, I mean, any other questions, please, please let me know. Kevin Garnett's jersey was also retired by the Celtics, which is amazing. And the full schedule dropped for the NBA. I I like when we get to see the schedule a little early. So, great week week of sports not anything insane going on but thank you guys for listening to another episode of the a game podcast this was episode number six and i hope you guys stay tuned and continue to follow my instagram at the a game podcast hope you guys have a great rest of your week peace